Welcome back to the podcast on everything. We have an episode on aliens today. And I know this is not a podcast on aliens, but this episode is on aliens because I have an amazing guest who's been to Area 51 multiple times. And this episode is all about Area 51. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. Nice to nice to be here. Yep. So um, we're just going to go into a little bit of why he went, the things he's seen, and just general questions about it. And then, you know, if you want to go, he will give you some insights and places to go so you're kind of informed and also his theories of what he thinks is happening at Area 51. So um, let's get started. Um, so what got you into Area 51 and like the theories behind it? I kind of just, I believe I was watching like UFO documentaries and was kind of interested in, in uh, just going there. I wasn't really expecting much of anything, but I wanted to just, I knew it's not too far from Vegas. So it's like a decent road trip from Vegas if you're there. So I decided one day I was going to spend two nights in Vegas and like on the, that day it would be kind of like a day trip to area 51. Uh, and I'd mentioned to a couple friends that I went of course, and they wanted to go, so I went again, and that's basically how you end up going again as other people want to go. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, if you ever want to post up in Vegas, it's only a couple hours away, it's, and it's quick trip. Like, there's not much to really, to really do, so you're not – you don't have to spend a lot of time there, really. Spend as much time as you really want. Now, is that, like, a common thing for the people that are in Vegas there for a while? They're like, hey, let's – go outside of Vegas and visit places like is like the Hoover Dam and stuff like that. I would say the Hoover Dam is a little bit more popular, okay. <laughs> but, but, um, but no, I mean, people that know about it and look into it, I would highly, I would highly recommend it uh, okay. going North instead of South to area oh. 51. <laughs> All right. So when you were going there before you even hit area 51, like what were you thinking you were going to see? Uh, to be honest, I was hoping, you know, maybe fighter jets, helicopters, <laughs> you know, maybe like a, some kind of test flight that they, they could be doing. But you also have to understand that if you go on a weekend, you're probably not going to see anything because, of course, you know, people are off on weekends, <laughs> including like the Air Force and, <laughs> and workers at the base. So if you go during the week, you're more than likely to see something. But so this was a Saturday. Uh, I wasn't really actually no, it was a Thursday. First time I went. Yeah, actually, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, so it was daytime, and uh, yeah, I was just expecting to see maybe some military stuff like in the air. Nothing crazy. Just go to the gates. Uh, there's a couple gates that are easy access. Some that are more difficult. You need like a better car, better off-road car, but. Yeah, just want to see the gates. First visit. So, are there signs leading up to Area Fifty One that like no, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's no signs at all that are telling you there's like a secret base there. Um, I mean, a little nice photo op is once you get off Highway 93 and turn on to Extraterrestrial Highway. That's the Nevada uh, State Highway 375. There's an Extraterrestrial Highway sign that's like a good photo op. And uh, that's what they, they dubbed that highway, that stretch of highway, the Extraterrestrial Highway. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, that like, you yeah. know, they're, they're into that because like no one else is coming up here besides to look at this. Might as well kind of have some fun with it, you know? Yeah, there's no reason to go there, really, yeah. to go through that area unless you like live in Rachel or you <laughs> or you want to go to the go check out the base like I did. Yeah. So um, did you get a photo next to a- Extraterrestrial Highway? I took a, took a couple pictures of the uh, sign. Yeah. <laughs> so you get all the way out there. There's no signs coming up. You get there. And like, what's your first reaction? Like, this is it? <laughs> or were you like, yeah. wow, this is pretty cool? It's cool. There, there's nothing there. Like, it's just a desert yeah. and mountains. And the only thing is when you're coming, when you're going down into the valley, you have to, you have to go up a mountain first and come back down. When you're coming down the mountain into the valley, it's a really beautiful view of uh, Groom Lake Road, which is the road that takes you to the front gate of Area 51. Nice little dirt road. At, uh, you know it's Groom Lake Road because there's a stop sign coming. <laughs> like, you, there's not a highway. There's not a stop sign when you're on the highway, but coming like from Groom Lake Road onto the highway, there's a stop sign. So it's like you know that's that road. Now there's. How many people are around that area when you're driving through it? Are there other cars or is it just literally just you on a road by yourself? You're pretty much by yourself. Really sporadically see other cars. Not often at all. Hmm. Now, did you obey the stop sign? And <laughs> feel like no, one's, no one's around. I can clearly see that. I'm just going to hightail it through. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the speed limit's 70, so <laughs> you kind of got to be wary of other, you know, people coming, <laughs> if there is someone coming. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure if there's nobody coming, you can just run through. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so so you get to the fence. How high is the fence, by the way? Is it above, like, the average person so they can't see see much? No, it's actually pretty small. It's like a little yellow swinging gate. That uh, I'm talking about the front gate on Groom Lake Road. Yeah. There's okay. yeah, uh, there's it's just a couple of signs on each side of the road, and that's all it used to be until uh, the raid that uh, they were preparing for the raid, and they decided to put like a swinging gate that actually like blocks you from going through. And they actually have to get out and manually open that gate if they want to get through it. <laughs> So someone probably has to take like how how far is the base from the from the gate? I think it's, uh, I think it's like ten minutes. I think it's, it's another twelve miles. Wow. Yeah, I think it's another twelve miles. Uh, there's a there's a guard shack actually, uh, like a quarter of a mile past that gate around a curve. So that's the actual guard shack that they have to go through to get to get to get through. Well, what's funny about the front gate is there's always a white truck parked on the side of the hill watching you. 
And that's part of the security team. The security team is called Camo Dudes, quote unquote. Just a little nickname that people came up with. Do people ever see the Camo Dudes or do you think it could just be a car that just sits there and no Yeah, one they're in there. It? Okay. They're in there. They got their little tools that they can see with. They got binoculars. They got night vision goggles for the night, you know, <laughs> all types of stuff. I hear they have like boom microphones as well so they can hear you talk. Which is that's pretty creepy. Yeah, that's really creepy. I mean, when you think about it, how boring of a job that must be to sit there in the middle of a desert and just look at people looking behind a fence. <laughs> really boring, dude. I mean, yeah. if they get any anybody comes up, it's like the best action they get all day. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but, but like my yeah, question that, is, where they be? That's my question. Where do they urinate? Is where do they urinate? I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just sit in the van with a <laughs> with a jar. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I can um, I can always send uh, put up picture, send you pictures of uh, the gate, and you can see you guys can see for yourself. But um, yeah, yeah, all yeah, extending up the hill, they have like barbed wire, so. Uh, Plus, you see on the top of the on the top of the hill on the other side, there's camera tripods and antennas. So, and I think those are where the, like the boom microphones are. I think as well, so they can hear you when you're like coming up and in your car. That's why it's always a good thing to say something like "I don't mean any intent to trespass," something like that, so they know. And uh, I've noticed I, I did that a couple times on my way there, and they don't really bother you. Now, have you heard of when people don't do stuff and kind of get there? Do they get bothered? I've heard the camo dudes can't really do anything to you. Uh, they actually don't really want to be seen. They don't want to be photographed. So they, if you're photographing them, they kind of slouch down in their truck and, and hide. But wow. um, <laughs> they can only do something if you cross the border. That's their their jurisdiction is inside the border. So if you cross the border, they'll come after you. If you're outside the border and you're doing something wrong, they'll call the sheriff on you. And the sheriff, the Lincoln County Sheriff will come out and and get you. But I've heard of stuff. There's a video on YouTube of a couple bikers that were going to a a, a gate called the Mountain Gate. It's a much it's a little bit of a more difficult gate to get to. Um, I've been there, but they parked their bikes like centimeters from the, literally like just a couple centimeters from the, from the border and camo dudes came up thinking they crossed the border and held them at gunpoint. And yeah, that looked kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they really flirted. So how many gates total, um, are there? In? Um, and that's a good question. I don't even know for sure. I know of four off the top of my head. I've been to three of them, but there's also gates for like, say Bald Mountain, which is the Bald Mountain security facility, which is not a part of Area 51, but it's still uh, off access to the public. Uh, so there's gates for that too, but I've heard of, there's a front gate, the back gate, the mountain gate, and then there's another gate called the GP road gate that I plan on going to, I think next time, next time I go. Maybe not next time I go, but uh, one of the next times. Because you need like one a really good 
like four by four. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up um, some information on Area 51. And um, basically, our government really didn't talk about its existence for, <laughs> yeah. for quite some time. So do you think that the reason why they haven't talked about it is why more people go? Because they, we know it exists. They just don't mention it. I think the mystery draws people. Like what goes on there? And nobody knows what goes on there. I don't even think the workers that work there really know what's going on there. Because the information, they only do know stuff pertaining to their work. That's it. Nobody, no other projects, nothing else. Um, like the information is very com compartmentalized, you know. But um, I think it's the mystery. And, and once you go there and you see how peaceful and quiet it is, it's, it's just gorgeous. It's like a gorgeous, gorgeous desert with who knows what going on behind those mountains. <laughs> yeah, so... You're there, you like these camo camo dudes are there. Um, are you at the popular gate or is there like a certain gate that's more popular than others? You know, when I when I watch the people's videos on the on the so called Storm Area fifty one event, I noticed they were at the back gate, which is the one with the guard shack and the and like the I don't know what to call it, like a when you're you know when you're at like a toll gate there's like that little swinging thing that comes down yeah it's that like <laughs> uh so that's the actual guard shack but that gate actually funny thing is like the furthest gate from area 51 it's about 20 miles from from the base so uh i think that's the most popular but it's not the closest hmm. yeah let's get into um this raid um, just for a minute since we've mentioned it. Um, so this happened in 2019, I believe. Um, yeah, I think it was Facebook. September. Yeah, it was like a Facebook event from, from what I'm reading. And it was going to have like a whole bunch of festivals. And then they were just going to storm past the gate and figure out what was actually in Area 51. Is that correct? That's was what that? I hear. Yes, that's what I hear was, was their intent. Yeah. But then they got there and it was a lot less people and and you're more in the Area 51 community, I would say, than than I. Um how do you think they they did at like raising awareness and getting a message across to the government, like, hey, like we want to know what's inside? I think they actually did a good job of actually maybe trying to get the government to say something. Uh, but, I mean, you know you know what happened. Once they got there, they didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was it? Maybe like 600 people showed up out of like the 2 million that replied. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but, yeah, and plus there was apparently a lot of police presence at the, at the gate and leading up to the gate there. And I bet you that scared people. Um, the whole, idea, I think people probably just thought it would be cool just to joke that they say they were going, but then they were not serious about it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So 
So you're there. Did you have a big telescope or a camera? What did you do when you were there? Um, the second time I went was with my friends, a couple friends from here in Southern California back in July of 2020. Uh, we decided to go overnight and we brought my buddy's telescope to maybe look at this. I mean, you're in the desert. The sky is filled with stars. Like it's just this really beautiful place at night. And he has binoculars too. So we had binoculars, a telescope, and we showed up. We got, we left SoCal at like nine, like nine ish PM. It's about a six hour drive from here. My buddy like stops every hour to smoke cigarettes. So it took us more <laughs> like seven. <laughs> so uh, we didn't get there till like maybe like four twenty AM. And uh, yeah, we actually saw something pretty, pretty wild. Uh, if you want me to talk about it. No, no, of course. I <laughs> no, no one would want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is time number two, right? Um, yeah, this is trip number two. Okay. Um, and how many times has your buddy gone? Uh, I, this was all their first time. It was kind of like okay. this neat little road trip for them. Okay. So, like, so what kind of expectations did you lay out for them being there before? I said we weren't going to see anything at all. Okay. Um, everyone agreed. Like we even went one by one in the car on the way there, talking about what do you like? What do you expect to see? And are we going to see like UFOs or aliens? And we're all like, no, nah, we're not going to see anything. Like we'll basically just be sitting there looking at a mountain and you know stars, and that's it. <laughs> but right. so so you get there and it's before dawn. Yeah, still dark. I'm kind of painting a picture. Yeah, still dark, but this obviously, like you're talking about the stars. So it's pretty bright out there still, right? With Tons of stars. stars. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy pointed out, like, I think it was like Venus and Jupiter and Saturn and all that, like on the way there. And, uh, but when we parked, there was, I was looking out over the base, like, still on the car and i saw these two two bright like orange lights and they were moving and i was like oh that's pretty odd like okay maybe i'm seeing something like some kind of test flight or something some kind of aircraft and we i got out and i noticed that like they were moving in like ways that normal jets and stuff wouldn't be moving and i pointed out to my friends I'm like, hey, isn't those those two little lights look like they're moving? Like, oh yeah, they do. So everyone agreed. We saw these two little two bright orange lights moving around. And just the way they were behaving was just jaw dropping. Like I've never seen anything move the way these things moved. Like now, uh they, like vertical or which they're direction? moving all over the place, up, down, left, right, circles, diagonal. You name it, like it was, it was just, it was wild to see, and, and so, yeah, I think we saw something. <laughs> now we all, yeah. all we can do is just sit there and watch and awe and just be like, wow, like those are. I'm not saying aliens, but some kind of UFOs, some kind of UFOs, and the fact that they're over a U.S. military base makes me think it's ours and not alien at all. 
Now, how long did they last these lights and did they just disappear or did they go like down onto the base? I think pretty much when the sun came up, they just pretty much disappeared when the sun started coming up with the light. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure what exactly that means. <laughs> if they, yeah. if they're actually testing, like they have cloaking devices and you can't see them during the day. I've heard that kind of thing. Yeah. But now, I've also okay. heard, I've also heard theories debunking that they're anything UFOs related. Um, but I I don't know what, what to really believe. Yeah. Now, was it silent? Could you hear anything coming silent. from the base? Completely silent. The We did actually, after a couple of minutes after we parked, we heard a helicopter. And we actually saw it rise up from the base. And we were kind of scared that it was coming after us. You know? <laughs> but but uh, it just flew south and went away. Like we were to the east of the base, it flew south. So it didn't come anywhere near us. So you can hear the helicopter, but you couldn't hear whatever these two things were. Now, another thing that makes me think that it wasn't anything that these people were debunking it, were trying to say, uh, is we saw two more that were higher up in the sky, and they just kind of looked like stars, but they were moving around too. I couldn't really get a good picture of those because they, if I just got a picture of those, they just looked like stars. But they were moving around in the same kind of manner. And uh, when you talk to people about, you know, craft moving in pairs like that, it's, it's a test flight. Like one's kind of like a wingman for the other while they, while they test. And um, these lights that you saw, were they kind of like going at the same speed and same rate, same directions, like identical? Well, the one on top, uh, they were kind of like one was higher than the other. The one on top wasn't moving too much, but the one on the bottom was doing a lot of maneuvering, a lot of the maneuvering. So I think like the one on top was like a spotter for the one below that they were actually like doing tests on. So, yeah, I kind of think that they're working with one of my theories is they work with technology there and that technology, some of it could be alien related. Yeah, we're definitely going to um, get into those theories more. But, um, yeah, so when did the sun rise? Was it like an hour of you just watching these lights? Like an hour, like maybe 5.30, 5.45. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we also heard uh, a little bit after the sun came up, we heard kind of like a little jet a few times. We finally spotted what was making the noise. It, it was a little drone that, that was flying around. Above it you was, guys? Yeah, it it, flew, it passed by us three times. This uh, little white white thing kind of looked a little bit like a like a missile. Didn't really have wings, but if you look closely, it had tiny tiny wings, like really tiny wings. So we were thinking that's a drone, like, and what kind of drone? I don't know, but my theory could be a security drone. Could be out. Uh, doing like a morning check of the perimeter could be even be doing at atmospheric measurements, things like that could be just watching what we're doing, passing by us a few times and taking like, you know, long distance aerial photographs of us to see what we're doing. Now, um, 
how excited are your friends to go back or are they more nervous? Like after go, seeing that like the first time where they'd be like, I want to go back again. Cause like I might see something again where they like, you know what? I never want to go back again. One of my like, friends really does. The other okay. two that were with me are kind of, I mean, yeah, they they think it's cool. They saw something, but, but like, they're not too interested in going back. Mm-hmm. But my one buddy, we want to, uh, do a trip in June where we actually climb a uh, Tikaboo peak, which is the closest, which is a peak that's 26 miles from area 51, but you can still see the base from there. You can actually see into area 51 and see the buildings, the runways, everything. Um, that is probably like the ultimate trip I'd say. So <laughs> I'm looking very excited, looking forward to that. Now, can you camp? around this around the the base yeah actually um you can all the land leading up to the gates is all public land you can do whatever you want except you know you're you know you know pee and stuff but pee through the gate (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i mean they they get people for indecent exposure the can't the camo dudes they'll call the call the sheriff i've heard of that (laughs) but um (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can camp. I've heard a lot of people um, camping. And that actually brings up uh, the next activity that we did that back, back on that July trip. We went down Groom Lake Road, and there's a, there's a little hill two miles from the border called Campfire Hill. I heard a lot of people camp there. And we actually we went up there to uh, watch the white employee bus drive by, which drives by Groom Lake Road, uh, every morning like 8 a.m ish ish and uh that's pretty cool too it's a white employee bus that just drives right by goes through the gates and it's it's an employee bus so we watched that too we got to see that and what time does it leave every uh evening i think like four something sometime between four and five i hear but uh it's just one bus yeah, just one bus, all white with blacked out windows. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty neat watching watching that drive by too. Uh apparently that bus doesn't exist, but you know, you see it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but, um what about like filming these things? Is that since you're outside the base, are you allowed to film like this bus coming in and out? All the time. Yeah, they, they don't necessarily like it, but you can. Um, they don't want you getting like a uh, close up of like the driver's face or like the worker's faces, you know, but I'm sure from a distance you're okay. You think people are respectful of these laws or do you think for the most part? I think for well, the most part, people are. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you're going there, you don't. I mean, you don't want to do things that are get, going to get you in trouble. <laughs> and I hope people. I hope people are smart enough to know and realize that. <laughs> I just I just YouTube Area Fifty One bus, and there are some videos of the bus going on the road past the uh, stop sign you talked about, all the way there. <laughs> yeah, is it the gate? <laughs> yeah. There, there's one 
by Area 51 dudes. Ball oh, Center's yeah. new front gate. Then there's one on Groom Lake Road. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, I've seen the Area 51 dudes video of the front gate. It's uh, where the bus stops and ha- they have to get out and actually open it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one that says, we discovered Area 51's secret bus location and this happened. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it, it uh, overnight, it's parked at the courthouse in Alamo, Nevada, mm-hmm. which isn't far from Area 51. Uh, it's where the closest gas station is on the way from Vegas. And it parks there. And if you and they, they guard that bus like they guard like it's, you know, hot property. Like they don't want anybody messing with it at all. So if you're there, like photographing it, they'll kind of shoo you away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine That's what if someone, I hear. Yeah, imagine if someone was able to like put a tracker on that and see. If, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that might be one of the reasons why. You know, but who knows? Be like a felony, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you camp um, on this mountain, you do you think you'll see these lights again in June, or do you think that was just like a rare phenomenon that happened that one morning? And probably doesn't well, happen. That's our hope. But I, I hear, I also hear that they know that you're coming. They know that you're there. And when they know people are there at Tickaboo Peak, they don't bring out their good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if they know you're up there, they're not going to just bust out, you know, UFOs if that's what they are. Um, Basically, you're going to go up there and you might see like planes taking off and landing, but the helicopter maybe, but I hear if they're not going to bust out anything because they know you're there. They don't want to show you. (laughs) How how many visitors do you think, since you've been there a few times and the people you've talked to, how many visitors do you think go in a year? You think it's quite a bit? You think it used to be a lot and it's kind of fading away? What What's your thoughts? On I hear that? it's, I hear it's been a little. I think it was there was a surge since the raid, which uh, I count as that. I guess I guess uh, that the first time I went was post raid, actually just a few weeks after the raid. But um, uh, I don't know. Maybe at least a few visitors a day. I'd say going up to the gates. Mm-hmm. So um, like I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about it. If I was in the Air Force at this base, um, <laughs> and I'm like, great, now I can't do my work because I got like two visitors just staring at me all day. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like you're scheduled to work, and then oh, we got people up on Tickaboo Peak. We can't, you can't work today. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, do I still get paid? <laughs> right. I'm, I mean. Nevada law, we got to <laughs> maybe we got to check out what what the Nevada law is. <laughs> yeah, cause like I'm trying to think about it from both sides. I'm like, yeah, like we like I want to see what's happening, but then if I'm a worker, you know, I'm like, yeah, like you said, I can't bring out the good stuff and test it. And if all these people are coming, then can you ever test your new stuff? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually I've thought of that too kind of funny but yeah they have 
when you're driving up to Tikaboo Peak, they have, uh, I hear they have a camera that's looking down at the approach. So they know that you're driving up there. And they also, there's a weather station on top of Tikaboo Peak uh, with a camera. So they're watching you when you're up there too, on top of the peak. Now that's on public land, right? Or is that yeah. fenced off? Okay. Yeah, that's public land. Uh, it's not too far from restricted land, but but yeah, that's still public land. It's it's le- totally legal to be up there. Yeah, um, I meant for the um, like the cameras and stuff. Is that on public land, or is there like? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yes, it's it kind of makes you think. What does a weather station need a camera for? But yeah, <laughs> it's that's why because they're watching you. That's theirs. Yeah. Now, are you nervous that if you go into like any government building, they can easily bring up like a photo of you and be like, yeah, he's been in Area 51. <laughs> like, does that cross your mind at all? No, I don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I know if I bring my car again, they'll probably recognize it. <laughs> or I know they'll probably run the plates and be like, oh, he's been here before. What's he doing here again? Like, he knows he shouldn't be here. But <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I guess your recommendation is to get a rental. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Actually the, the roads are, it's dirt roads, so it can do a toll on your car. So if you can get a rental, uh, that would be better. Even yeah. a, a four by four, like a truck, even a, a truck would be even better. They ask you what it's for, but like nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going uh, to Rachel, Nevada. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Actually, when you're on when you go down Groom Lake Road, it's from the highway to the gate. It's thirteen point eight miles, and it's all dirt. So that's about maybe twenty eight miles or close to it of all dirt. Your car gets rather rather dusty. <laughs> now going down this road, when do you lose your um, cell phone signal? You lose your cell phone signal when you're on top of the when you go down the the mountainside going down into the valley. Yeah. You might even lose it before you go up, actually, before you even go up the, the peak, go up the mountain. Oh, but uh, yeah. you don't have it the whole time you're in the valley. There's no cell phone service. So you can't redo your GPS, can't call anybody if you get in trouble, can't text anybody if you get in trouble, can't use the internet if you get in trouble. So you have to know what you're doing. You have to, like, map out the roads before you go and just stick to that Man. easily get lost and and not find your way back wow and you got to definitely be prepared because there's nothing around so like having yep. water having all this stuff it has to be a well-planned um trip you know what i mean yeah gas too um gasoline for your, for your car uh the last gas station is in Actually, I think it's in Ash Springs, which is just past Alamo. And it's 150 miles to the next gas station. So Area 51 is between that. So you have to, like, get gas. You have to, like, get gas in Alamo. Then do your little trip and then come back. So, yeah, (laughs) so if you run out of gas, you can't call anybody. You're just screwed in the desert. (laughs) Yeah, and there's no nothing – I mean – what are you going to do? Like walk to Alamo? That's <laughs> like, wow. That's, that's, that's far. <laughs> Mountains and everything. 
Yeah. Now, does the radio still work or does that just disappear at the same time? No, I don't think anything works. Uh, I think if you have XM, it works, but not FM or AM. That's pretty cool. Um, So let's start getting into the theories um, behind Area 51. Do you know, can you tell us some of the theories you've heard in the past? Just so if someone has been listening to this and is like, I am still unsure of what happens at Area 51. Um, can you kind of tell us like this, what historically has drawn people there and why people go there? And then your thoughts on what actually happens there based on your trips. Uh, some of the theories uh, I've heard. I mean, I've heard it's a big, like, nuclear waste dump uh, disposal for that. Uh, they test uh, all kinds of uh, weapons and and uh, aircraft, like weapon systems. Uh, an interesting theory I've heard is they mess with weather, uh, like weather experiments mm-hmm. and changing weather. But that's a theory. I don't know if that's true. Um, of course, there's aliens there. That's the big one. <laughs> uh, but UFOs. I, yeah, but is it like a fact that they've actually used weapons and tested that sort of thing there? And aircraft? oh yeah, so that yeah. is a that is a fact. Okay. Yeah, uh, they actually. I think uh, it was first. You they first chose Area 51. They were using it to test the U two. Uh the U-2 spy plane back, I think it was the 50s. Mm-hmm. So they used it to, to build and test their uh, their new aircraft. During the Cold War, that was a big, big part of it. Um, I've, I'm not, as far as theories, that's all pretty much I can think of off, off the top of my head. Uh, I don't know, I might have to list some there. <laughs> If nice. there's some that you uh, some that you find, yeah, and obviously you know you guys can look this stuff up. Air Fifty One is, I think, the most popular military base we've ever had, just because of how secretive it is and away from everything. Um, yeah. So with it brings you know a lot of websites and theories that people have. Um, but again, these are not all theories that people have been able to prove, you know, their theories. <laughs> right. So yeah. uh, I've I've seen uh videos of like a random cloud over the base. Like people film like just a random cloud and people are like, Oh, they're doing a weather experiment, like <laughs> and so but I don't know how true that actually is. Yeah. I know our government has been trying to weather manipulate for quite some time. I don't know how successful they've been, but I've always heard like it happening in Alaska. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, with DARPA and stuff like that. I've never heard it of like in the, in, <laughs> in the mainland of the U S. Yeah. And you're like just a few miles from Las Vegas, which is one of the biggest cities in, in the country. Like, <laughs> but no, nah, it's interesting. Uh, Nobody really knows what goes on there. It's do you, uh, do you yeah do you think the uh, weather 
holds any weight? I don't I don't think so. Okay. I think it could just be like the cloud they're seeing just could be like a byproduct of another experiment that they might be doing. Basically what I think Area 51 is is just a place where the government can do whatever they want. That's it. Like that's the simple answer. They can do whatever they want there and have no repercussions from it. No like public doesn't know what, what's going on. Uh, I think the big thing is President Clinton, uh, he signed uh, an executive order making all, you know how the EPA has to go around to like every facility and make sure it's up to code and all that inspections and they have to publish their findings. Uh, This order that Clinton signed made Area 51 exempt from the EPA findings being released. And that order has to be signed every year by the, by the president of the United States. And it is, but you don't hear about that, but that, that is a fact. That's crazy. But, uh, so... Yeah. So I heard of a story, it's not really a story, it's a true story of a couple of workers. I think it was back in the eighties workers during that time were getting really sick and nobody knew why, and they weren't getting the right kind of treatments because the materials that they were working with were top secret. So they couldn't say what they were working with. So they weren't getting the correct treatment for their injuries. And families like sued the government because of this, like deaths and trying to figure out like what happened. And Clinton killed that by signing that executive order, not letting them release any of that information. Wow. <laughs> that's awful <laughs> yeah you know, um, and Clinton is one of those guys that was big into aliens yes and and if you guys watch any Stephen Greer documentaries and stuff you know Clinton's always quoted as this guy that was trying to figure out what was going on in Area 51 so like the fact that he was like super into all these things and then is the guy that shuts it down kind of makes you wonder like does he know stuff <laughs> like when he was so into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. I think every president, I'm not sure if every president is briefed completely on the UFO alien topic, but I think if they are and they're, they're pretty gung ho about releasing the information, I think whatever they learn scares them. And they actually realize like, wow, this actually does need to be kept a secret. Yeah, um, I think that's what happened with Clinton. I think he got he got cold feet once uh, once he uh, realized he shouldn't be sharing info like that. Yeah, I've I've seen clips of him, you know, talking about it. Um, <laughs> I've seen Obama. I he was on like a late night show talking about Area Fifty One and things like, hey, like if I tell you guys, I'd have to, you know, like kill you or something like that you know and it's kind of weird that like these presidents make jokes about this area like area 51 you know kind of like the extraterrestrial highway where they're like making fun of it and it's like but like we want to know like (laughs) yeah but beating around the bush man tell us (laughs) yeah so it's kind of interesting that you know like there's this big talk 
around like what happens there, what happens there. And each president comes out and is like, I can't really say. And they make jokes about it. Yeah. They're just trying to keep face, I guess, with the, you know, uh, show that they have a funny personality and keep their joke, keep their face. Yeah. While at the same time protecting this thing that, you know, millions of people are well aware of. Yeah. Some kind of truth that they don't want out there. Uh, yeah. um, one of the things that I, what's up? Oh, I was going to say, did you ever hear about Hillary Clinton? Like how, like she was also big in aliens, you know, cause, and, um, her and Podesta were going to try to like open up a lot of documents related to area 51 if she won the presidency, but Trump yeah. won. and I, I guess he wasn't in it aliens as much as the Clintons. So yeah, if you notice a lot of uh, Republican presidents aren't, Adam, yeah. I mean, you had a, uh, you know, the George Bush senior, which was the, he was the CIA director before he was president. So he knows, he knows what's up. Yeah. Now, um, in 2017, I think it was Harry Reid of Nevada. Um, do you know the background on Harry Reid, the senator? Him I trying do. To get, yeah, he tried to get a whole bunch of documents about Area 51 and investigations of UFOs just like out in the open. Because a lot of our money that we use um, in tax money just kind of like disappears. Yeah, it's a black budget. Yeah, and people are like like you know like is it going to Area Fifty One because no one can see it? Um, you're like in the middle of nowhere where you can like what you said, basically do whatever you want. It, there's a of quite a few bases actually within that network of like Area Fifty One. It's called the Nellis Network. Uh, Nellis Air Force Base in Vegas, uh, Edwards Air Force Base in California, uh, Twenty Nine Palms in California. I was all part of like this whole top secret network along with area 51. But I know somebody that works at 29 Palms as a Marine. And I recently actually talked to him and he was pretty open about um, things that he does and which I was surprised, but he said, I asked him if he works on anything top secret. He was like, yeah, actually I do. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He said he builds uh, frames for, stuff that uh like parts yeah that (laughs) he builds uh frames he builds parts that are then sent out to where they belong like where whatever it is used for is being built uh like he's worked for nasa he's done stuff for nasa uh area 51 he said as well um he said he knows uh skunk works is working on something they're building something at area 51 um, he, I also, I also know that I also mentioned him what I, the last thing I heard about area 51 is they're big into lasers now, like testing uh, laser weapons, high energy lasers. Mm-hmm. And he's mentioned that he's think he's seen that in use. Like they might have that at 29 palms too. And, uh, basically they can use it against drone attacks. Like uh, you just shine this laser at, at drones and they just fall down. It's kind of cool. But, but uh, he said he's seen that. So I think that's uh, that test I've heard has been confirmed. I've seen like 
I've seen those uh, reports on that test. Mm. Yeah, that is. Do you want me to get into the? Do you want me to get into the, like that debunk of the what I saw kind of? Yeah. Uh, the I read something where they people that see that they say that they're it's actually the byproduct of a particle accelerator and it leaves that orange orb in the sky, I guess kind of like a Batman logo, <laughs> but, um, and like, that's what I, yeah, it wouldn't move the way you described it though, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Plus I don't think I'd see two other ones that are high up that look like stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think that's what they are, but I heard, I've read articles, a couple articles where like, that's, people debunk like that they're UFOs by saying that it's like a particle beam. That's like using the old Roswell one. Like it was a weather balloon. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It sounds like, <laughs> but no, I don't think I'd be seeing the two that, that were higher up. If that was the case, doing the same thing as the other two. Yeah. It doesn't add up. Um, no, but you know, like how many excuses can you come up with for certain things? What yeah. are doing, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like if you're cheating on somebody, how many times can you make up like a new story before you run out of stories that don't add up? <laughs> <You know? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, then the, and then the truth comes out there, you know? Right. Right. That, that's no. my thought. Now, now let's, let's get into your theory mainly on area 51 and why you think they do what they ask, what you think they do. I think it's, uh, uh, like I said, it's a place the government can do whatever they want. Um, I think it, at times they could use it as a nuclear waste disposal. Um, and you have to actually understand what Area 51 is. It's just a small area that's within the Nevada Test and Training Range. So it's just in like the northeast corner of like a whole area the size of Connecticut that's restricted. Um so, wait, wait, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> now, um, now, do you well, think they have alien technology there and they're just doing whatever they want with it to figure out the best use for it? I think they, yeah, I think they, uh, they test all kinds of weapons and aircraft there. And the alien, the UFOs and all that is just a part of what they do. As part of what they test. Uh, I don't agree when people say that there's actually aliens at Area 51. I don't believe that. Um, I just think that they use it. They use the, That's us. Like, that's our Air Force. That's our base. It's not an alien base. I think that's all, like, our testing and, and our work. Like, uh, the United States government, United States uh, Air Force, military. Um, I... Yeah, I think it's all about testing and research of uh, new weapon systems and aircraft and technologies. Um, do you think that, te- that technology can be alien? Yeah. Um, do you think we are the only country that has this stuff, or do you think we're in basically like an alien technology war against other countries right now? On it's funny you ask that funny you ask i don't think the cold war really ever ended 
I think uh, this just goes on with the with the UFO technology. I think Russia has the same thing. I think China has the same thing. I think it's pretty much a like a space race coming up. Um, um, yeah. So, do you think making the space force was a good idea? Yes. I think whoever controls the skies is going to control have the best chance of controlling the world. Mm-hmm. Um, now the skies are controlled by everybody now. So what's the next best thing? Space, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, controlling satellites and stuff <laughs> in the sky, you know? Yes. Like, and plus whatever, you know, declassification is coming up about, uh, about aliens. Uh, they might be needed in that way too. Uh, either defend against something or or help with something, you know? Who really knows what, when it comes to that? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Now, to you, does it matter, like, how we got this alien technology or just the fact that we have it? Uh, I've heard that uh, the President Eisenhower, I think it was 1953 or 54, he went on a a mysterious trip where he was going to Palm Springs for some kind of event and he ended up disappearing for a day. And the next morning his people said, Oh, he had a dentist uh, emergency dental procedure. That was their excuse. But there are reports that he went to Edwards air force base and actually met with extraterrestrials and signed a treaty. And that treaty in that treaty, they give us technology in exchange for, now, <laughs> this is kind of scary, using humans as experiments for experiments, but they have to release the names to the government of, like, who who they use, and they can't harm them. Like, they have to bring them back unharmed uh, and also keep their agenda a secret, which is why I think everything's so top secret uh, now about UFOs and aliens. But... Yeah, that's a little. That's a theory that a lot of people think Eisenhower signed a treaty, and ever since then we've gotten all types of technology from them. Microwaves came from that. Fiber optics, you know, your cell phone, uh, and energy, all type like different um, energy like uh, energy uh, uses, like nuclear things like that. And they probably have. See, this is kind of like when you're bringing this up, it makes me think about like our technology right now and how much we actually have technology-wise ahead of this. But it's like, what's the point of going to like step 100 when you can make money on step one, two, three, four, you know? Like like you hear like, oh, we got like things like 50 years in the future right now. But like, what's the point of releasing it if you can make money on all these other steps yeah. You think you yeah, think that's like, part of it? Like we probably have like crazy stuff. Yeah. Release it slowly. Yeah, exactly. That way you can you can make some money off of this technology. Your cell phone is the best example of it. You have yeah. the you have the tech all the information in the world in the palm of your hand. How is that possible? Like I think it's fiber optics, right? Yeah. I don't and know. I I I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but like 
literally like not like I don't have to plug it in and like get direct things. It gets sent to it from something else, you know? Yeah, the internet, the World Wide Web. Yeah, that is crazy. That is a crazy theory. And what's interesting is Eisenhower, he's the president that was known as um, like his ending speech was like, we got to pay attention to this military industrial complex and like not keep feeding the military this money because it's just going to like end us which yeah. is like if let's say like assume this theory is true it's like such a presidential thing to do is to say one thing when the opposite is happening <laughs> yeah they're trying to divert your attention no. to something yeah something else exactly um or he was like maybe i shouldn't have signed that treaty and i'm telling you guys like be on the lookout for like what our military is going to do like i screwed up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> now you now you remember uh in trump's uh last uh act what was it uh, the the affordable not the affordable care act but the nah the the one that that he did in january or december the the last covid act okay uh yeah. there was a little thing in there about uh uh there there needs there has to be a full uFO alien report uh disclosure in six months which is in june coming up and we have to see what comes of that. I think, <laughs> I don't know what they're, if they're going to say, Oh, uh, we were just kidding. Like, we're not going to tell you anything. Or, yeah. that's, or really, uh, that's really awesome. Or if they really <laughs> have to do something, do they have, are they going to say, are they going to tell us what's up? Like, yeah, that's really cool because like, it gives you hope that like something can come soon. But also we had like the JFK, documents that were supposed to come out i think in the beginning of trump's era and i can't remember i think that was signed back in the 60s that like you had to wait so many years and then to release it and then like yeah. they released a little bit of it and it was like blacked out and everyone's like really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it's not something like that where you're like all right wow you just gave us a whole bunch of documents that are blacked out like thanks <laughs> yeah i don't think they're gonna tell us absolutely everything i think it's gonna be like a few like a few harmless things but the real real truth is still gonna be hidden from us yeah and i I think it seems like the government likes playing games like that just like mm-hmm. you know it just seems like a a thing <laughs> yeah. but, you know, keep this mystery alive that's what it is that's what keeps you going huh um i went to uh, i went a third time in september this past september with another friend and all we did was look at go to the couple gates it was a weekend so i went to the front gate back gate interesting thing is uh the back gate cameras when i went on the weekend didn't move usually they follow you everywhere you go you know and that day the cameras didn't move so do you think it's just not someone behind them manually moving them? Uh, correct. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I hear what I hear on the weekend. Uh, they have less manpower because you know people are off. So uh, since that gate is so far from the base, they don't really pay that much attention to it. They focus their attention uh, at the closer gates. Mm-hmm. But um, I also hear that gate, even though there's a guard tax, is actually unmanned. And uh, the cameras are controlled from a, a lo- from a remote remote location inside the base. <clears throat> hmm. 
Now, I just have like, we just have two more questions. Um, First one is if you're standing next to the fence and you put your hand out over on the other side, is that, (laughs) but it doesn't touch anything. Is that technically trespassing? And like, will the sheriff come out? I don't think so, but I wouldn't test it. <laughs> you know, they have a laser just takes your arm off. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, dudes are like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't test it, though. Um, yeah. Uh, once you cross that border, that's when the camo dudes can come after you. So yeah. I, would, now, I wouldn't test it. Yeah. Now I wonder if you like do that and then just start running the opposite way. Are they yeah. like you're on public land? I guess the camo dudes can't do anything, but they clearly are going to have cameras and everything of you doing this. Yeah, and yeah. Once, plus, like, yeah. Plus, once you trespass, I'm sure they're they can get you. Yeah. Now they have clearly marked like fines of what you get, and have you heard of people getting these fines? Yeah, there's actually a sign leading up to the front gate, mm-hmm. and actually, the first time I went, I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually make it all the way to the front gate because I stopped at this sign and thinking that was as far as I can go. But it uh, gave out, it spelled out all the consequences. There's five consequences. Um, stuff about like uh, if, if you're considering trespassing on the Nevada test and training range, consider this, like your car would be impounded at your expense. You'll pay a $1,000 fine. Uh, your car would be towed at your expense. You'll be taken to, Kiko, Nevada for processing, which I guess is where the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office is. Um, and you're responsible for your travel to your next desired location. That's what the consequences say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of, a. I think right before, right before the raid, there was like a guy, like a Norwegian or Dutch dude that crossed, that got, that got those, uh, that got that flying. Uh, in the video that I mentioned about the riders that were held at gunpoint, the camo dudes mentioned a $750 fine. So I don't know if the fine went up since then, so not from $750 to $1,000. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, they threatened it. It's, it's real. Yeah, they're, they're going to protect their stuff, you know? Yeah. Now, um, when you were there, you mentioned going to the bathroom. So what did you, what do you do when you have to do it? Like, do you just run into your car? <laughs> uh, okay. So I would go in a place least likely that the camera dudes aren't watching you, which will be uh, out by the highway, but there's no cars anyway. So just go. <laughs> there's no cars on like on the highway. So just go. Yeah. I just, <laughs> Not facing the cameras. <laughs> the camera All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, when we were parked at the, when we were parked watching those orbs that night, uh, we just go out on the highway. There's no cars driving by. Mm. <laughs> um, the, the, the first, when we parked there, I got to mention, we didn't see a car for like three hours well, after we parked. Like we parked a while. What did I say? Like 420. We didn't see another yeah. car till like maybe like 630, 645. Yeah. Yeah, that's how desolate it is. <laughs> um, now, we did mention, if people listen to the entirety of this, you did give some advice. Can um, can you just give us, like, maybe, like, a minute of 
what someone should do when they get there, like advice for when they go. And obviously we just talked about like, make sure, you know, to bring water and stuff like that. Any yeah. locations for a rec for a recommendation off the bat and uh, telescopes, other stuff they should bring if they're really into doing this trip. Uh, I would recommend having a full tank of gas when you get out of Alamo. So get gas in Alamo or, or Ash Springs, either one, there's two towns right next to each other. Um, that way, if you get lost, you have adequate gasoline. Um, of course, food, water. Um, people actually don't realize how cold it can get there. So make sure you're wearing warm clothes for the most part, like especially at night. Uh, it's the desert, but it's the high desert. It's at high altitude. It's like 5,000 miles above sea level. Or 5,000 feet. Sorry. Wow. 5,000 miles. <laughs> no, like 5,000 feet above sea level. So uh, it gets below freezing at night, like most of the year. And it doesn't get as hot during the day as it does like Vegas or like the other like parts of the desert. But um, like when I went in July, it was probably like maybe like dirt, like 90 something as a high during the day. And this was July. While in Vegas, it was like 110. Oh. And <laughs> I like how your cat's butt's right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, So if you plan on going into like the evening, I would bring like a jacket or a hoodie, you know, don't wear flip-flops because you're in the desert, you know, wear shoes. Um, like I said, your cell phone GPS doesn't work. So make sure you know where you're going before you do it. Because uh, you don't want to get lost, obviously. Because and uh, Camelodus aren't going to help you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, I guess if you really needed help, what you could do is break the law and go past <laughs> the gate. They could get maybe, arrested. <laughs> maybe you can find a way to signal them. I mean, yeah. maybe, but are they going to listen to you? I don't know. Uh, there is a town called Rachel that is just past the Backgate Road. Like, a, like it's a mile past the Backgate Road, and someone could probably help you there. But uh, I mean, that could be quite a walk. Uh, there's a little restaurant called Little Alien. It's pretty famous. I would recommend going there. Uh, it's pretty UFO like folklore related. Obviously, little alien, but, <laughs> but uh, I've been there a few times. It's, you know, basic burger, hot dog, like basic food, pretty cheap. They sell gas, but it's really expensive, like gas cans. Like, but uh, so I guess if you're really in a pinch, you can get gas from there, but it's, they mark up that price like big time. Because <laughs> uh, you're the only option, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, th- I think it's like $100 for like a little can something like that from what I heard, but yeah, they really mark up that price. Um, Also when you first turn on an extraterrestrial highway, there's a, like a mile down the road on the right, there's a building. It's called the alien research center, but it's not that it's just a gift shop. (laughs) So uh, that's a neat place to stop at. Um, Maybe get your shirt, hat, books, 
that kind of thing. Little alien souvenirs, Area 51 souvenirs. You can get water and Gatorade and things from there, too. Um, uh, yeah, basically, don't be stupid. Uh, follow all the rules. Don't cross the border. You should actually know where the border is, even when it's not marked. Uh, like, even, you know, you know, if you're not at the gate and you're, like, decide to go climbing a hill somewhere, it's like you don't want to cross the border there. Uh, so know what you're doing. You have to know what you're doing. Um, well, thank you, Brian. Um, hey. This is very informative. I did enjoy this. And um, for all the listeners out there, if you go to the website, the podcast and everything.com, and you go to the webpage where this is going to be posted permanently, you will see photos that Brian will send of Area 51 that he has been, that he has taken. And if you don't go to that, that's cool. If you just listen to the podcast, thank you. Um, again, you can email the podcast and everything at info at the podcast and everything.com. If you have any questions about this episode, you want to be on the podcast, anything you can email the show, any ideas that we want that you want to do next. Um, Brian, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Um, yeah. If anybody has any questions and you know, you can always ask Dan, Dan can ask me mm-hmm. yep. and uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll try my best to answer. Yeah, and um, good luck in June. Definitely, we got to follow up if you see any other crazy things happening there. Yeah, it could be another thing where I think nothing's going to happen, and then who knows? Exactly. And yeah. and you're going with a massive telescope? Yes, uh, and my, my buddy has a telephoto lens, too, for a camera, so I get some good uh, tel- telephoto pictures. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see if that that thing that Trump passed in December comes to fruition. Oh yeah, yep, you know? for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, well, thanks, Brian, and thank you all for listening to this episode about Area Fifty One. Um, if you want more information on Area Fifty One, just Google it. There's a billion websites um is there a certain website that you look to that's more accurate for information uh, if you go on reddit there's an area 51 page it's uh i would recommend following that there's a lot of people that are into aviation if because uh, that subreddit is not ufo friendly so you'll get mocked if you mention ufos and bob lazar and anything like that <laughs> but um yeah, it, it'll. There's some informative stuff on there. Uh, also, there's a website. I think it's called the DreamlandResort.com. Uh, one of the nicknames for Area 51 is Dreamland. So someone. So there's a lot of info on Area 51 there too. Actually, would probably give you better info than what I gave. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, re- I highly recommend that too. The Dreamland Resort. And uh, on YouTube. The Area 51 rider was a good guy to follow. Uh, 
he's from Canada, but he comes down to Area 51 like the whole month of May, like every year, and does stuff, all types of stuff. It's cool. That um, is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's how, that's how I learned a lot of the things that I learned uh, through YouTube videos. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening, and thank you, Brian, once again. And go to the website, thepodcastonEverything.com, for more content.